Hey everybody, welcome back to Pod Lasso, Talking Ted with Jess and Logan, and I'm Logan. And I'm Jess. And we're not, well, maybe gonna talk about Ted Lasso a little bit this episode. You're three episodes into season three? I think so. I know two have released that I haven't seen. Yeah, I think I'm only through the third episode of season three. Yeah. Okay. So we are technically on season two when we we get back to it. Yeah. Right. Um, So we'll wait till the end. If we we don't run too long, we can talk about the first three episodes. I just rewatched the first three. Um, Because I was like, I think that's where Jess is at. So we can talk a little bit about it. Um, And I've only seen all of them once. So uh, I'll have to rely on you to kind of guide me back through them. I've I've only done it twice. So which is, you know. For you, that's like, that's like nothing. Yeah. But like, it's, it's like, I I hate this term, but it's like peak TV right now. Mm-hmm. Even though there are a lot of shows where I'm like, why am I still watching this? Like mm-hmm. The Flash. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but still I, haven't started it for the record. <laughs> I mean, they're they're coming up on the Arrow crossover, I think, soon. In the Isn't next that the finale? Or, that's what I thought, but somebody told me, or I read it somewhere, that it was before the big four-part finale that they're going to have. Which is the event Jesus. of the season. So so I think there's only five episodes left. So Yeah, I'm, they're not bringing in any Legends characters. I'm yeah, saying. I I don't I uh yeah, I don't understand why they're not trying to do more. Were they not like given a budget? I don't know. It's not a the flash still sucks. That's all <laughs> um and I'm still I, bitter <laughs> about Legends, man. I'm still bitter. I mean, you should be. <laughs> yeah. Uh I, I've some for some reason been keeping up with Gotham Knights, which is also terrible. But like, <laughs> there's all these other shows that you know, Mandalorian started back, and then of oh, course, I new know. season of Ted Lasso. I was watching Shrinking. Um, I, I, I just so many shows, and I was like, I can't. I don't the marvelous have Mrs. Maisel is back. Are you? Do you do Maisel? Are you? No, Maisel? you've been telling me for. I mean, I think since the end of season one, like you yeah. should watch this show. Okay, I'm. It, it's the final season this year. I'm gonna watch the final season and then let's wrap up Ted Lasso and dive into Maisel. And that's okay. That's, that's, I'm de- we're we're I'm gonna do it. I'm, are are they? How long are the episodes? Um, about an hour. It's on okay. Prime. Do you have Prime? Yeah, I do. Yeah, um, yeah, it's on Prime. I think Ted Lasso's they're about to that hour. So, like, I think every episode of Ted Lasso this season has been over forty minutes, which I is know. a long way from where they started. <laughs> I know. I turned one on and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, it's a supersized episode. Like, what is happening? <laughs> it was great. Um. But anyway, so yeah, we might talk about a little bit of Ted Lasso uh, towards the end there. But we teased it for like, I don't know, a month now, uh, two <laughs> months, because we took two weeks off. That uh, So uh, Brett Goldstein has a podcast called Films to be Buried With, where he asks these very pointed questions about movies that uh, his guests would love uh, on a podcast that I occasionally do. 
with uh, my friend Spencer, we stole the format and we both answered the questions. So that's over on xwingfiles.com. Just look for um, boring conversation anyway. Click on that little thing. It'll be one of the last like three episodes because we don't do it often. And I think I put it up like back in December or November, something it, like that. I, I think it may have been October. Uh, okay. Yeah. So that's I'm how very behind in my podcast listening. And I am one of those weirdos that kind of prefers to go in chronological order with stuff I'm like already up on. But unfortunately, that means that I'm like six months behind the podcast yeah. listening, which is, I'm just all over the place. Like, I'm a mess. So, anyway. well, that, yeah, that one gets recorded like one. three times a year at this point. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, you're involved in like 10 at the moment, it feels <laughs> like. Or maybe that's because I'm only listening to old stuff. But, <laughs> um, so, uh, I came up, what well, I, I came up with the idea, but we had the idea like uh talking about it like it would be fun for Jess to answer the questions so if you want to hear my answers you can go listen to that i don't i don't think it would it there's no point in rehashing it because it's already out there so um yeah that's fine i can answer and you can comment on my answers uh, because they're gonna they're gonna be very very telling of my age i think (laughs) um I'm so excited to find out. Um, okay, so <laughs> I, I was I was like, how how do I do this? Because I think Spencer and I just like just started at like answering the questions. But on the podcast, he does this whole like conversation, and I mean, if you go listen to it, you'll hear it. But you were on vacation. Mm-hmm. How was your vacation? I was on vacation. Yeah. No, I think this is a good way to start. Uh, vacation was awesome. We left our kids at home with uh, with their their grandparents. We Both sets of grandparents live very close to us, so we we're very fortunate in that. And so we were able to kind of tag team both parents so that neither one set of parents didn't have to have them for like literally eight days straight, which is kind of a lot with, with our kids sometimes. Um so we left we left them at home and we decided to take a cruise and it was awesome. We we had a great adults only time. We uh we we hung out, we went to the beach, we didn't have to worry about kids, we didn't have to worry about constantly being in charge of someone else other than ourselves, you know. We enjoyed ourselves on the beach. Uh I definitely had some drinks, uh that's for sure. Um that was fun and we <laughs> <laughs> we ended so the two stops that we had we went to Grand Cayman which was super cool like literally I just sat on the beach I read a book kind of enjoyed the ocean a little bit that was pretty awesome just like relax and then we when we went our last stop was in Cozumel but we went over to the mainland like kind of just south of Cancun and went through uh, the ancient city of Tulum which is like all the ancient Mayan ruins that are over right there on the beach and that's always really cool. I've done it before, but it's been probably like 15 or 20 years since I was there last. And so it was really cool to go back and kind of re-experience it. Because I didn't remember a lot from when I was there last. I was I was relatively young. Um, and so that was really cool. We had a really great tour guide who gave us like tons of like cool ancient like Mayan culture. We got to do a little bit of shopping. 
I don't know, we may have gotten totally ripped off. My Spanish is a little rusty, so, uh, but it, but it was, it was cool. It was cool. Um, and then we had the other two days just like on the cruise ship. And so I don't know how many people, you know, have done a cruise, but you just kind of, you hang out on the ship and there's different places you can go. And we just kind of wandered around and, uh, just kind of enjoyed ourselves. My husband spent some money, lost a lot of money in the casino, um, I had several drinks <laughs> to cope with all of that. <laughs> no, just kidding. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, we just kind of had a good time and enjoyed ourselves, like, just being on the ocean. Like, it's just it's just a lot of fun. I don't know. Have you ever gone on a cruise, Logan, or done anything I, like that? I haven't. It's It's been one of those things that I've thought about literally my entire life, mostly just because you see those commercials like, yeah. all the time. And I'm like... Those people look like they're having so much fun, but I've also like I've been on a boat, but I've never been out in the ocean really on a boat. So I'm like, I, I worry about that. Uh, I mean, up until like four years ago, I'd never even been on a plane. So That's like fair. that freaked me out. So one day I'll take a cruise, but I think my first one will have to be a very short cruise. <laughs> Yeah, they do some short ones. So, like, we went on a five-day one. The first one we ever went on was before our kids were born. And we, um, one of my best friends got married, and they got married. Like, their thing is cruising. Like, they go multiple times a year. They have done it for years and years. Like, that's their thing. So, when they got married, they wanted to get married on a cruise. And so, they, they did it. So that they got married on the ship, but before the ship left port. So they gave people the option. You can come to the wedding, which was on the ship in Miami, and you can just come to the wedding and then you can leave before the boat leaves. Or if you want to join the cruise, you can do that. So my husband and I at that time kind of like jumped at the opportunity because we'd never done it. We'd heard it's been fun. It would be fun. And like we knew all the we knew a bunch of people that were going. So we're like, okay, this will be great. And uh, we had a blast, but that was a seven-day one. And uh, he felt like it was too long. I would do a seven-day again in a heartbeat. I thought, like, I thought it was, like, the perfect length. I mean, the five-day was really great, too. Like, don't get me wrong. Um, But I think anything less than that, I do think they do some, like, three- or four-day ones uh, just to kind of, like, get your feet wet. And that may not be – that may not be a bad plan, especially if you're, like, kind of nervous about it. But, I mean, it's a big ship. Like, you – unless the – the waters have to be pretty rough for you to feel – like really truly feel like you're on a ship like you you kind of like feel a little bit of the rocking and obviously you could go out and see the ocean and see how you're moving but um neither one of us is prone to seasickness but neither one of us got seasick at all so like we were fine okay so yeah it, i mean it's something i want to do in the future i i think if i did well i don't know that they do five or six day but they have those like theme cruises Like celebrity cruises, Um, like Kevin Smith is doing one next year. And like, I I dig his stuff enough that like, it would be fun to do like that cruise and watch him like do live shows or Q&As or watch a bunch of his movies with people that like his movies. Um, Stuff like that. I'm like, that that would be fun. Um, So maybe one day, maybe next year. So because I actually, since we've last talked, uh, I don't think you know this. And this is 
I, I can't get it too into the details, but the people I work, the company I work for got bought out. Whoa. No, I did not know that. <laughs> yes. So. so my, my future is not set in stone. Oh. <laughs> like used oh. to, I would just, I've always for the last few years have been like short of like literally doing something that costs this company thousands or millions of dollars. Everybody likes me. I'm not I'm not going to lose this job. And then we got bought out. <laughs> now I'm just like, what's going to happen? <laughs> so oh, oh, that's the worst feeling that a lot of people are going through that right now. There's so many different things happening. Either like people are being let, laid off left and right because companies are shrinking or they're getting like bought up and it's getting the merger is a little crazy. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping that that it all I mean, it, it's public, but I don't want to say anything but like we no, were bought out for like some it was like 800 million dollars and Holy people i worked with were like yes like freaking out they're like we're all gonna lose our jobs and i'm like guys nobody buys a company for 800 million dollars to shudder it <laughs> yeah no they they want i mean they clearly are in, like, i mean they're gonna they clean vp house like all of the yeah. executives will lose their jobs but 100%, like 100 <laughs> percent yeah none of us like we're all daily operations people like they want us <laughs> they, exactly they, you know i said the worst thing that's going to happen is that they come in and go like people that have been here for a while ago we don't do three or four weeks a year of paid vacation you can only you max out at two or something like that which sucks oh, but I it's not losing your job <laughs> Also true. Yeah. Now, I mean, usually in that scenario, uh, especially like if you're in operations, I mean, nine times out of 10, you should be pretty safe. But, you know, I mean, depending on how lean or not lean your company was run. So like, for example, I'm not thinking of your company specifically because I have no idea who you work for. But like Facebook, they went through like a ton of layoffs recently. Twitter, same thing after Elon bought them out. They went through like yeah. a ton of layoffs where he was basically like trimming the fat because he felt like those com those companies were kind of bloated. And Zuck just recently did the same thing. Um, they had some, you know, basically superfluous positions that they cut to the tune of like 10,000 jobs, which is like literally insane. I can't even fathom a company that big. But I, I don't I don't think your company may be. I don't know, maybe it is that big, but I feel like your job is probably relatively safe because I think you're pretty integral to operations. Yeah. I mean, I work for a trucking company and most yeah. everybody I work with, like we're dealing with the day to day, uh, like talking to drivers and customers and like monitoring the freight and like nobody that makes over 60 or $70,000 a year wants to do this job. Somebody has to do this job. Yeah. So they're not just, they're buying a company, but they, they also want all, all of the day-to-day -day assets to go with it. So like, I'm not exactly. that worried about losing my job. I'm just more worried of like them coming in and being like, I mean, I'm not trying to sound braggy, but like, we're paying this dude this much money to do this. Like, no, 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 no. You got to step it up. Like you've been mm -hmm. here too long. And I, I mean, I'm lazy. I don't really want more <laughs> responsibility. <laughs> like I even told my boss last year when he was like, well, you know, we're doing annual raises. I was like, I don't want to raise. He was oh, like, oh, no. I was like, I don't want to raise man. 
don't give me a raise. Just let me keep doing what I'm doing. I was like, you start paying me more money, then you want me to do more work. <laughs> I like doing what I'm doing. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. Especially like, I mean, there's always certain positions in certain companies where, where people kind of need to like stay the course and that, you know, that can be a good thing. Um, so, although I, I, I literally went to my boss this year asking for more money because I'm like, you're getting way too much work out of me. You owe me more. <laughs> yeah. You don't I mean, pay that, me that, enough for all the shit fair. that I do. You also have, you also have a husband and two children and you live in a place that costs a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> So not, like, as, that's not as bad as the city. Like I don't live in the city. Yeah. We live up north, but still. Oh, I'm I'm gonna do the Brett Goldstein thing. I forgot to tell you something. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. What? You died. No. Really? Yes. Oh, I thought I had how so did, much longer. How did how did you die? Oh, podcasting, you know, I just <laughs> not on the cruise ship <laughs> podcasting. Nope. Yeah. No podcasting. I just, I just sat down one night and, uh, I just, we, we just kept going for so long. It just, it just got to be so exhausting. And I just, I just keeled over. It was just too much at the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> Did get enough sleep, like sleep. I don't know. <laughs> Something. Uh, that's pretty good. I don't think anybody's ever said that on this podcast. I am 100% certain no one has ever said that on his podcast because he doesn't interview podcasters. Um, Died podcasting. I'm going to, is he on Twitter? I'm totally going to tag him in this. I would imagine. I think most people are on Twitter. Although, is Twitter going to survive? Uh, yeah, I don't Did know. Did you hear the news? <laughs> yes. I'm just like that going back to my job stuff. I'm just like, I I guess at least I don't work at Twitter. <laughs> right? <laughs> Speaking of Elon and Twitter, <laughs> some big oh news happened. Oh my god. Um, so do you believe in an afterlife? Oh, this is gonna show my cards. No. I do not. I, mean, I am I am in the It's, it's like a fifty fifty thing, right? <laughs> I know. Well, right. Okay. So either I'm 100% wrong, in which case that would literally be amazing, or I'm 100% right, which is honestly kind of depressing. But since that's like what I believe, you know, I've kind of come to terms with that. That makes sense. And if I'm wrong, like literally amazing, amazing. Would love that. Okay. So you're wrong Mm -hmm. and heaven is filled with your favorite thing, which I'm assuming is not the CW DC universe. Um, <laughs> although it might be Legends of Tomorrow. Or maybe it is, Logan. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Just Legends of Tomorrow. The rest <laughs> of them can go to hell. What would, like, what would it be filled with? Oh, God. Like, literally, what would it be filled with? Can I say wine? That sounds terrible. It sounds like an alcoholic. Um... I mean, but you died and you went to heaven. So does that matter anymore? Like well, you mean, could just drink point. wine forever and be happy and not have the hangover. Yeah, that sounds kind of great. Go <laughs> with that. Go on with that. <laughs> have you ever watched Cougar Town? Have we talked about this? 
We have not talked about that. Well, we may have talked about the fact that I have or have not watched it, which I have not watched it. I I fully believe I need to watch it. We've 100% had this conversation. It's come up. It's probably on Wine the podcast. is a thing. <laughs> I know. For Cougar Town. <laughs> I know, which is why I think I need to watch it. <laughs> I mean, they, uh, in Cougar Town, there's an episode where, where uh, Courtney Cox's character in Invest an Ungodly Amount of Thing caught a guzzle buddy, which oh, is shit. just this wine stopper that you put in the top of the bottle of the wine. So then when you tilt it over, it fills, uh, it's like a glass, like the top of a wine glass. Oh. It fills up the glass so that she, so that like she's like, well, now you don't look like an alcoholic just taking like oh. swigs out of a bottle of wine. <laughs> and oh it's God. so ridiculous. That's hilarious. <laughs> For the record, I, 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 I don't, I don't stoop to quite that, that level. I, I pour it in the glass when, when I partake. But oh my God, that's amazing. I, yes, I know. I need to watch this, Logan. You keep adding to my never-ending yes. list of things I need to watch. You're gonna have to prioritize it. You know that, right? I mean, the <laughs> Cougar Town's pretty great. I, it's I love pretty Courtney high Cox. up on the list for me. I love Courtney Cox. Who else is in that? I know other big names um, are in that. Courtney Cox is in it. Um, uh, Bill Lawrence's wife. Uh, what's oh, her name? I don't know, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah, because he's the he's the showrunner. Yeah, it's a Bill Lawrence show, so it's her, um, and then like a bunch of people that you'd be like, oh, I know that guy. Mm -hmm. um, a ton of the Scrubs cast shows up throughout mm. it. Um, Ken Jenkins, who played uh, Kelso on Scrubs, yep. uh, he's her dad, and he's great, oh. playing total opposite, like just sweetheart of a character. It's so weird to see it. Um, but with your love of wine, yes. I'd like Cougar Town <laughs> to rock it to the top of the list. Um, and then, okay. then text me and be like, Bobby Cobb is one of the greatest characters in television history. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Okay. So all right. So when I, mean, I start it, where can I find it? First of all, it's on Hulu. Damn it! Every episode's on Hulu. I know, but I don't. Know it's really easy. <laughs> I know it's really easy, but only if you have Hulu. <laughs> I, I'm gonna send you my Hulu login. Okay. Um, right. It might be on, um, like Freebie or something like that. Oh, I'll have to okay. check. Um, I'll, I'll I'll toss it into Google and see see what I can see what I can pull out, or you know, you know my husband likes to get creative with acquiring TV, so I'll ask him about. I mean, that. yeah, it's de it's definitely worth worth all of that. So what whatever you have to do, um, yeah, streaming it looks like it's just on Hulu. You can buy it other places, but you can only stream it quote for free on Hulu. So. Um, <laughs> for free, yeah, I haven't made of wine. Like, mm -hmm. all right, so that's pretty great. I'm just, I'm just saying, <laughs> sitting around drinking wine, watching movies. I mean, mm. what could be better? Um, I, I so, I really can't think of anything better. What was, <laughs> what was the first movie you ever saw? The first movie that I remember seeing. And I, I did see it in a theater, um, was Bambi. And it was a re-release, obviously. Wow. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, definitely not the original. <laughs> uh, no, seeing as the just I, as in I, ninety. I legit, I legit had to Google this because I was like, is this, is this memory real? Like, did I make this up? And uh, no, it, uh, it, I, the, the last, I don't know how much you're looking up. The last re-release, I was, I was old enough to have seen it in a theater. And it is the first film I remember ever seeing. I was scarred. I think I made it five minutes and I was scared shitless and my mom had to take me out. (laughs) Yeah, it's rough, man. Like. I don't, I don't think I, I was, like, I remember Bambi as a kid, but I remember, like, the things that everybody remembers, and then I tried to watch it once when I was a little bit older, like, in my teenage years or something, I was like, I can't watch this, man, this is it's devastating. Tragic. Yeah, I distinctly remember the, fir- I, I, I don't know, it can't be more than the first five or ten minutes, there's a giant fire, the the dad dies it's like a whole thing i think i was four <laughs> when i saw it it was uh it, def- it definitely uh kind of scarred me for life there's i have a couple contenders for the for this next question to be honest with you um a couple contenders the bambi is actually one of them so <laughs> um so yeah the film so what was the film that scared you the most Okay, so I thought about this one long and hard. I'm not going to lie. I I do, I used to enjoy horror films. I haven't watched any recently, um, but I did go through like a horror stint as most of us do. But I think the one that scared me the most that I am least likely to watch like voluntarily is Silence of the Lambs. That one scared me the most. Okay, so I need to revisit Silence of the Lambs. What is it that everybody finds so terrifying about this movie? Anthony Hopkins to this day freaks me out. The sight of Anthony Hopkins because (laughs) of this movie scares the shit out of me. And I like I look at him and I see him and I appreciate the other roles. And in the back of my head, I'm like, you are fucking Hannibal Lecter. (laughs) I just I can't (laughs) get away from it. The. The, the classic sayings with, with you know hello Clarice and then the, the the scene in the in the basement with like the the night vision goggles and you see it from like both perspectives and I'm like oh my god he's right there it just no Mm-mm. nope I won't there I are other horror I will, I will watch The Shining any 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 time of the day <laughs> the Saw what I will watch many the Blair Witch Project I will watch many horror films again that one. Full stop. It freaks the hell out of me. I never watched Hannibal. Blair Witch scared me more than... uh, And I saw Silence of the Lambs when I was pretty young. Way younger than I should have been watching it. Um, (laughs) But, like, my mom was like, everybody's talking about this movie. And, like, we could rent it at Blockbuster. And she brought it home and we watched it. And, like, I I don't... Like, I remember all of that. But... I, I don't remember being scared by it. So not to not being all like beat my chest brave. Cause I mean, Blair Witch scared the shit. I, like I was terrified. Blair Witch is creepy <laughs> because that was found footage before we knew what found footage was. I I'm 90% sure you and Spencer had this literal conversation, but <laughs> it, no, you had this conversation. Was like, Maybe it was Spencer. I don't remember anyway, but <laughs> it might I mean, have been me and you. The Blair Witch Project, I mean, it scared it scared me 
But I, I mean, I remember watching it. I remember where I was. It, I didn't see it in theaters. I saw it with a bunch of my friends. It was still mostly daylight outside. I think we were 14 when we watched it. I mean, we, we were young, but we waited for it to come out on video. And we rented it, as you do in those days. And it it was really creepy and really scary, but... I think, I mean, I would revisit that again. Whereas, like, Silence of the Lambs, I'm like, hell no. That thing scared the crap out of me. Anthony Hopkins still freaks me out to this day because of that movie. I think I think that's uh, a good thing. One, one of my closest friends, her favorite, like, one of her favorite movies is Silence of the Lambs because she likes stuff like that. And she talks about how scary it is, too. And I'm, I, I mean, I probably haven't seen it in 25 years. Um but honestly, I, I've got, prob- I've got I've to probably haven't it. seen it in twenty. But you should, you sh- you should rewatch it. Um, I, I, I watched all the sequels too, and I was like, oh, this is, it's all right. Um, yeah, Hannibal got Hannibal got a little weird. I feel like Hannibal was more weird than scary to me. But I'm I don't know that I've actually seen all of Hannibal because I was so freaked out by Silence of the Lambs. I was like, I'm not gonna watch this. But I distinctly remember being at it had to have been a Halloween party in high, my senior year of high school. And Hannibal was just on the TV while we were there. And so like I caught parts of it, the part where he like eats the brain. That's very memorable. Yeah. But I knew it it's was a, a good Ray Liotta performance. Honestly, I don't even remember uh, who, who plays Hannibal. Does Ray Liotta play Hannibal? No, he doesn't. Someone else plays Hannibal. No, no. Uh, Anthony Hopkins plays Hannibal in that. Is it is it still Anthony Hopkins? Yeah, it's Anthony Hopkins up until the they made they made a prequel to Silence of the Lambs. That's what I'm thinking of. And Red then, Dragon. Um, let's see, somebody else, and then they did the TV show. Now Anthony Hopkins is still Red in Red Dragon. What was the one before? There's one that's set before Silence of the Lambs, and I can't remember what it is. I um, thought it was Red Dragon. That's not. I think in the novels it is, but I think oh. the the adaptation, the Red Dragon adaptation, uh, was they changed it so that it came after. Um, I may be thinking of the guy that did one of the TV shows and just transposing the storylines, which uh, is distinctly possible. I'm telling you, these movies freak me out. Anthony Hopkins to this day. I look at him in literally anything he does in Thor, in Westworld, in what meeting Joe Black. Like anytime I see Anthony Hopkins, I'm like, you are Hannibal Lecter. And I literally can't see anything else. <laughs> that movie has scarred me. Um, Han- Hannibal Rising was the name of the film that oh. did not star Anthony Hopkins. Uh, okay. It, it starred some people that I do not recognize. So, but yeah, uh, Manhunter, I think might be the one because Manhunter was uh, like a, uh, not, it was a low budget indie thing. Um, and that was the first Hannibal Lecter movie, but it got remade as Red Dragon. Okay. But they're all based on the the Thomas Harris books. Um, I know. I I really need to just revisit Silence of the Lambs though, because I I might find it like I might find something there. Whereas 
I don't remember being affected by it other than like this dude's weird. It puts the lotion you know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, Wait, it gives me the heat. Right, so, I am telling you, you got to revisit it. It's uh, it'll it's pro- probably this summer I'm gonna do. Um, it, it, like I might do a whole Hannibal thing because I never watched the show and the show got such like critical acclaim. So maybe I'll just do a whole month of it's Hannibal stuff. The guy that plays Hannibal in the show, that's what I'm thinking of. I'm transposing him in my memory because Anthony Hopkins has clearly scarred me for life. <laughs> it's I'm taking that actor and putting him in the wrong movie. But anyway. Uh, oh, yeah. Mad, it's Mads Mikkelsen, I think, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't yeah. know his name. I can see his face. I do not. He was in uh, Rogue One. He was her dad in Rogue One. I haven't actually watched Rogue One. Fun fact. Oh, Rogue One is so good. I know. Um, I know. But they all die. So and that kind of uh, depresses me. Anyway, <laughs> I went to see that Sorry. movie with my dad. He was so pissed at the end. He was like, "What? Like, did you know they were all gonna die?" I was like, "Yeah, man. They, they said like you saw what the first movie that... in 1977. Did you not know what this was about?" Right, he was what, like, what, "I what guess I didn't think happen? about it." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've never seen the film, and even I knew what was gonna happen. <laughs> it was like, well, none of these people are in the next movie, so bet they don't make it out of this one. <laughs> Uh-uh. <laughs> nope. All right. So, speaking of sad endings, do you like sad movies? No, I struggled with this uh, with this question for a while. I actually hate sad movies. I avoid movies that make me cry. I avoid movies with dogs in them, specifically. <laughs> so, if you well, kill the dog, the dog going you are die. you are dead to me. You can kill the people all day long. You kill the dog. I won't. I won't do it. Again. I hate. I am legend. For that reason, the last. Yeah, scene. and they're make they're making a sequel, which I will never see. <laughs> <laughs> Screw this. People. So what? What's the film that made you cry the most? Is it I Am Legend? <laughs> it is not I Am Legend. Actually, um, it it took me a minute. I actually ended up listing three because there's three that affect me at different parts in my life. Um. But the one I think that probably gets to me the most and would get to me if I watched it again is The Green Mile. Oh, man. And I've read His the book, His speech at the end? Oh, God. Yeah. <sighs> the movie, the book, like, I mean, it that one, that one 100% for sure. Um, and then I yeah, also listed... The Green Mile's you, rough. It is. It's so, like, it's really, really good. But God, is it? De- it's so depressing once you actually know the whole story. God, it kills me every time. Um, another one I listed. I don't know if you've seen this. A lot of it's very polarizing film. Uh, it's a movie called Seven Pounds with Will Smith. Um, I watched it, but I became so disinterested while I was watching it. Not trying to be dismissive of your choice, but I was just like, I don't think this is for me. So I kind of stopped paying attention because I didn't see it in theaters. I just watched it on like video. Same. Yeah. But that was a wise choice. It's, I don't know that it made me cry the most per se, but it is literally the most depressing movie I've ever seen in my life. So good, good choice on not seeing that one to the end. (laughs) Another one I would, would not watch again. I don't like I don't mind depressing to a point, but like 
bleakly depressing. Like, have you ever seen The Road? No. Based on the Cormac McCarthy novel? It is so bleak. <laughs> it's just like, I, I want to walk off a bridge. Um, <laughs> it didn't make me cry. It just depressed the hell out of me. So I don't yeah. remember what my answer was for this. I, you know, I don't, I don't remember. I feel like Spencer's may have also been the Green Mile, but I can't, I can't quite recall. It's been a hot minute since I listened <laughs> to that podcast, but, um, I, my 14 year old self. What was your other one? It all, I also had to list a walk to remember my 14 year old self wouldn't forgive me. So we're 14, 15. I don't know. I was, I was of an age in my teenage years. What is that about? It's a Mandy Moore film. Um, she oh. has... Have you yeah. seen it? She has she has cancer. It, yeah, at some point I think I had to have watched this with uh like on a date or with a Probably. girlfriend at the time or 100% is, it, mm-hmm. is it based on a like who's that dude that writes all those books that I do not think it's a Nicholas Sparks, although it could be. I actually hate, I loathe Nicholas Sparks. I hate The Notebook. That movie made me mad. Oh, my God. Legit made me mad. We are, like, bonded. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. I'm literally the only girl. I watched that movie, and I was like, fuck those people. Right? (laughs) They're assholes. I was so mad. I I hated that movie. And I, I hate Nicholas Sparks. I, I, I think his novels are trash. I'm sorry if you like them. Anybody who might be listening. I hate, I hate him. <laughs> so, <laughs> I hate everything about him. And all of his stupid movies. They're all the same. They're all the same. It's the same damn plot. It's just a different cast of characters. Like, no. No, thank you. He sucks. <laughs> um, I, I, yeah. <laughs> The question was worth it just to get to the point where we both hate the notebook. <laughs> yes, I hate the notebook. I think I'm the only like woman on the face of this earth that literally hates that movie, but I hate it. <laughs> it's awful. Well, speaking of terrible movies, what's mm-hmm. a terrible movie that you do love? <laughs> um, I mean, I do love myself a good chick flick, but the one that I love the most that many people quite often tell me is terrible is a film called The Holiday. Wait, hold on. The Jack Black movie? It's with Jack Black. It's with Cameron Diaz. It's Those like, people are wrong. That movie's like, fucking awesome. <laughs> Love that movie. I watch it all the time, even when it's not Christmas, because it is technically a Christmas movie. Um, I have watched it so much. I my, my husband hates it. Like, he hates it. I said, I'm trying to think of a terrible movie that I love. And he's like, you didn't write down The Holiday? And I was like, well, I thought about it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. No, that's one of the, like, three Cameron Diaz movies where I'm like, oh, shit, she is good. Ooh, have you seen Bad Teacher? Yes. I love that teacher. Yeah. I, it's Cameron I think, Diaz, how you don't think Cameron Diaz normally is, but how she probably like it actually is in real life is how I feel. Yeah. Bad teacher, uh, the holiday and night and day with Tom Cruise. I'm like that. That's her acting. Like, I don't mind the Charlie's angels movies, but like they're clearly just what they are. Uh, um, they're not really good movies. <laughs> no. They're not meant to be, and especially for the time that they were made in. They were meant to be one thing, and that's what they were. And, and you know what? The Holidays, the Nancy Myers movie, and 
like people anybody who doesn't like it can just i mean she doesn't do a, everything isn't great but like she does really good stuff so and i don't know i'm with you like romantic movies mm-hmm. it's so sweet man it's just so yeah. sweet i know yeah, even though that, like jude law is kind of a douche but he's hot at least <laughs> in that era so <laughs> He's the Jamie Tart of Yeah. But didn't him and like after the filming of this movie, didn't him and Cameron Diaz actually get together for a while? And then I they had like so. some like horrible breakup because he's an asshole. Uh yeah, I mean he does seem like just that kind of guy. It you walk away from this movie going like, hey, yeah, like, I mean, nothing against Jack Black, but like clearly he's not a classically handsome dude, but like you're like, I don't know, man. Like, I could be in a relationship with Jack Black. Like, he right. seems like a really good guy. <laughs> I know. And, like, I love Kate Winslet. I adore her, and especially in this role. I don't know what it is about it. She's just so charming, and she, like, totally finds her voice. And uh, even uh, the the man in the High Castle guy, Rufus. Rufus. Uh, uh, Sewell. Yeah. Love him. I saw him in The Man in the High Castle, yeah. and I was like, oh, hey, it's the guy from The Holiday, which literally no one else has ever said. <laughs> <laughs> but I love him. <laughs> and, and so specifically those two people, Jude Law, I feel like, gets always cast as just Jude Law, douchebag yeah. pretty boy. But, like, uh, Kate Winslet never gets to do stuff like this. Mm-mm. Like, she, everything she does is, like, so just dramatic you mm-hmm. know and to, much. yes <laughs> to see her play like just a normal kind of person and just be like kind of kind of a little bit bumbling but charming and sweet and like it's just and rufus sewell mm-hmm. always gets cast as a dickhead like in everything he's ever in oh he kind of does you look like a bad guy so you're gonna play the bad guy (laughs) he does become have you seen all of man in the high castle i haven't okay i won't say anything more you should watch it he has an american accent a quite good one wow actually i you wouldn't know he was a british actor except for the fact that i knew he was a british actor you should watch it it's really good it's on prime really good I'll have to. Uh, oh God, he shows up in the marvelous Miss Maisel too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does for like oh. a second. Mm-hmm. Oh I'm wow. Trying to remember who he played. It, he doesn't have a long role, but I do remember seeing him at some point. It, uh, the first thing I ever saw him in, I think, was probably a Knight's Tale, which is a movie, mm. is a movie that I love, and yes. he's just playing an asshole. Yes. <laughs> like, such an asshole in that movie. Oh, I do love a Knight's Tale. Oh, R.I.P. <sighs> Um, a lot, it took a long time for that movie to come like full circle because it got like it's shit like a off. cult classic. I mean, honestly, yeah, yeah. you yeah. kind of it 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 didn't it didn't get a lot of love, but when I was in college, it was like it was like the movie that we watched, but like nobody actually recognized that that it was good like at the time, but that many years like a little bit later. Everyone loved it, and so yeah, it, it was it was really I mean, popular when I was in college. There's not a person in there giving a bad performance, and Mm-mm. every time I think about it, I'm just like, "What the fuck happened to Shannon 
was it Shannon Sossaman, the actress in that movie? Like, she just disappeared, man. She was so yeah. good. Um, I know. It, it's a really underrated movie. It really is quite cute. I do I do like that movie a good bit. How did we? Oh, Rufus Sewell. I was like, how yeah. did we get here? <laughs> yeah, we weren't talking about Heath Ledger. I didn't mention The Dark Knight. It, it shockingly is not on my list, although it is one of my favorite movies ever. But um, So what's a movie that you used to love and then you have watched it at some point and gone, what the hell was I thinking? <laughs> um, I don't know if you'll agree with me or not, because... Uh, I, 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 we're similar, we're close in age, but I don't know that we're close enough in age for, for this. I'm going to say Beetlejuice. I, um, re- I think we recently talked about this, that you rewatched Beetlejuice. I was like, this does not hold up. <laughs> it does not hold up. Holy cow. I was like, like, I mean, you expect it to be like weird and crazy because like it's Beetlejuice, but like the, the effect. Vex are ta- terrible and at this point like glaringly terrible but not like lovable like some old movies like even though I'm not a huge original Star Wars trilogy fan their effects like are were groundbreaking at the time and they're not great by today's standards but they're not terrible Beetlejuice effects are legit terrible so I don't know. I just it just I, I rewatched it and this recently, like this past Halloween, I think, and I was like, "What in the fuck is what is even happening?" Like I loved Beetlejuice as a kid. I loved that. I loved the movie. I loved the cartoon. Like I loved Beetlejuice, and I rewatched it and I was like, "What the hell was I thinking?" <laughs> <laughs> um, do you know the like the original script was so much darker, like. That would have made it uh, better, I think. Beetle Beetlejuice was like trying to like in this. I think he's just trying to marry Lydia, right? Yeah. But like it was a whole like consummation thing, and like it just went like really, really like dark and twisted, and a like this is way too much because mm. uh, like you're talking about marrying a not a child, but I mean she's like fifteen or sixteen, right? Yeah, so, no, she's supposed to be like a teenager. Yeah, no, it's yeah. it's creepy, especially by today's standards. It's yeah, it it, it doesn't and, hold up. It just it doesn't hold up. And the the guy that plays her dad in that, like, uh, who was in like all these '80s movies, like Ferris Bueller, he was the principal. Yep. Like he's a convicted like pedophile. Oh, I did not know that. Is he? Really? Yes. Yes. <laughs> know that uh, okay i should probably google that so nobody i don't get sued for slander but <laughs> i'm pretty sure he pled guilty to a, i know he was brought up on charges but i think he pled guilty to possession of uh, uh pornographic pictures with children hmm. so uh, yeah, it, it just makes it worse. <laughs> like it makes everything about that movie worse. <laughs> it really does. I haven't rewatched it in, I don't know, probably fifteen years. And when you told me that, I pro- I think you told me that a few weeks ago that you watched it and was like, no, 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 no. Um, I I have made the decision that like I'm never gonna revisit it because I like thinking of Michael Keaton and Beetlejuice and like those ah, ah, 
ah, his zany stuff. Like, I, I don't want to revisit it and then be like, oh, I, I should not have done this. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't revisit it. If you, yeah, if you have a fond memory, I would recommend not revisiting. You're absolutely right. Um, He, he pled guilty to, oh God, you, okay, I'm going to turn this off. I'm not going to be able to watch his movies ever again. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> shut that off. <laughs> it, it's fine when you watch something like, uh, when you watch Ferris Bueller and it's like, I don't like him in that movie anyway. True. That makes everything that happens to him worth it. But when he's not playing, because in Beetlejuice, he's not completely, he's just like weird. He's not scuzzy or True. like, he's just weird. So it, it makes it harder to watch that. Cause it's like, eh, if something bad happened to him here, um, I, I mean, this, it's the same thing with the, the, was it, is it seventh heaven? The dad from seventh heaven. Like he was, he is too. And it's just like, uh. which is so, yeah, no, it it would, it would, it would be like on the level of like, if, if that, if like Bob Saget had actually like, you know what I mean? Like America's dad, it's the same kind of feel for like the guy from seventh heaven for like kids from that generation. Like I grew up on full house. I I also watched seventh heaven, but I was like 10 years. Yeah, oh, that's just depressing. I hope he didn't actually abuse any of those kids on set. Um, me too. Oh God, I think we probably would have heard about it by now. But uh, yeah, anyway, maybe not. Anyway, let's let's. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry I brought all of that up. Um, <laughs> oh, um, especially because the next question is, what's the film that means the most to you? Not because the <laughs> film is any good. But because of the memories you have of it, I'm pretty sure my answer was frozen for this one. I think your answer was frozen, which is a really great answer. Um, I personally do think the film is also great, but I, I do have very specific memories tied to this. And I won't get into the story because it'll probably make me cry. But the movie is Garden State. Ah, uh, yeah. I love, That's a good one. It's a good one. I love it. It's one I haven't been able to bring myself for this reason to to watch for many years. I do think it would hold up. I have is there I believe there is or will be a sequel to it. I think that uh, Zach Braff is trying to get made. But yeah, I I think it's come up once or twice um, that he's working on something. Yeah, so I don't I don't know if that's fully like come to fruition yet, but I haven't I have not been able to bring myself to rewatch it. It's been almost literally twenty years. Um, but because of the memories surrounding it and what ended up, I can't quite I don't know I have a hard time revisiting it. But they're good memories. But and the people and it's a. And that's a like a specific movie, not for a specific time of like a decade, although it is very entrenched in that like uh but like yeah, early two thousands. Um, but like if you watch that movie at the right time in your life, it's really, really effective. It is. It if you watch it when you're like eight, you're gonna be like, This is stupid. Uh, no, <laughs> and if you watch it when you're forty, you're gonna be like fucking kids man <laughs> i know but when you watch it and when you're in that phase and in your 20s and you're going through your 
I don't know, some people call it a quarter life crisis, but when you're trying to find out, yeah. find who you are and you're, you know, it just, it's one of those movies that just speaks to you. So yeah, if you watch it at the right time, it's, it's a really great film. Um, I hope it would hold Especially up. if you, you have this, like, I don't, it sounds like so cheesily, like, po- but like that listless kind of like, is this really what I'm supposed to be doing with my life? Yeah. Kind of feeling. You know, who hasn't felt that? I mean, yeah, I mean, I know some older people who swear up and down they never acted the way like some of the kids I know act or the way I acted in my 20s. And I'm like, that's bullshit. <laughs> Everyone goes through that. You had that's how you find yourself. I mean, we're even though we don't want to admit it, we're still kids, you yeah, know? we're still trying to figure things out. It, at the time, you never admit that. I'd be like, no, of course not. I know exactly what I'm doing. Not true. <laughs> so not true. <laughs> Are you ready for the most awkward two questions? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What is well, the sexiest film you've ever seen? You may have skipped a question in my list. Oh, did then, I? Because I, I know the follow-up, and I don't I don't have it, and I don't have... Well, I'll find an answer, but... This <laughs> okay. So again, this is probably going to age me. However, I landed on the sexiest film being Cruel Intentions. I mean, it's really hard to argue. Right? It And especially and, and at the time that I saw it, like, I mean, just things were happening. It was just kind of eye-opening. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's one of those movies. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I can't hear that fucking song mm. without like just thinking about it a little you know mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> i hear you and it's a good song but like <laughs> oh man <laughs> and, and, and oh. again it it's another it it is another film i have not revisited recently so would it hold up i don't know but you know thinking back on it i was like I think I'm going to go with this one. I just, it was the first one that popped into my mind and I'm like, I'm going to roll with it. going to roll I with mean, it. I mean, like there are definitely far worse. You've been in like, uh, oh, what's another film from that time? That's like really, Oh, the Mark Wahlberg movie from, it was around the same time where he like, uh, dates, is it Reese Witherspoon? And then like starts stalking her. Oh, Oh my God. <laughs> like if you said something like that, cause like, there's a I won't but there's a scene on the Ferris wheel in that movie that's like oh that's sexy and then like no he kills her dog it's like oh what the fuck is happening yeah is it, um, what is happening right now <laughs> um so yeah the cruel intentions way yeah way better I mean I think that's a great choice um did you know that they're remaking it I feel like I've heard that yes I I have yeah. heard that um through the grapevine I can't remember. Like who's gonna be? I think it's gonna be a television it. show. It oh really really how are they gonna do that? Okay, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. I mean, cause I guess set in a school, so you'll do the you just like stretch out the plot. So the end of that movie's so good though. Like the the like it's such a like fuck you. <laughs> It's like break the cross and like the dump the drugs out. Like, oh, it's so good. <laughs> it's 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 a good movie. I haven't I haven't watched it in so long. I'm probably not quite remembering the whole thing. 
but I'll, I'll have to try to revisit it and see if it I mean, it, it probably sounds weird now coming. I wasn't 40 when the movie came out, but so I can say at the time, it was like, damn, all of these people are so good looking. Oh, 100%. That's literally the only reason I watched the movie. I mean, Brian Phillippe is in it. Like, in that time, women only watched the, sh- the movies for a very yeah. certain reason, and it was him. <laughs> Just saying. This should have been Anakin Skywalker, man. Should have been him. Um, so the the second part of that question is, what is a film? I, I, I don't want to word it the way Brett Goldstein words it. What's a <laughs> film that you found sexy, you probably shouldn't have found sexy? <laughs> this is this is the one that was missing. That was uh, that was missing from the list because I'm ninety five percent sure you and Spencer completely skipped it to begin with. But. <laughs> I so I'm gonna I'm gonna have to think about this one for a minute uh, because I wasn't wasn't quite prepared. A film that felt was sexy that I shouldn't have like. I think I I, I think well, I had an answer. Maybe I cut it out of the podcast. Did you? Because I, I don't remember yeah, you guys talking about this one. So there's a movie called while while you think there's a movie called Blame It on Rio that came out in the 80s that is it's got Michael Caine in it. And it's about Michael Caine and his daughter going on a trip with his best friend and his best friend's daughter. And then Michael Caine and the best friend's daughter wind up having an affair. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and, like, it's the it's supposed to be, like, this fun kind of thing. But, like, it's really troubling now mm-hmm. that I think about it. But, like, when I was a kid, I was like... Oh, like, because the girl's, like, of course, extremely good-looking. And mm-hmm. Michael Caine is, I mean, he's Michael Caine. Like, he talks, and it's just, like, mm-hmm. syrup, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, this is, you know, I should probably not be watching this. And it, he is much older than her. And and now I'm just like, oh, I can never watch this movie again. <laughs> like, if anybody <laughs> knows that I've ever seen this movie, I I, I would get shunned (laughs) (laughs) and now you've recorded it and you're about to publish it to the world for anyone to to hear (laughs) (laughs) i mean michael caine made the movie so (laughs) i I do love michael caine i mean you can't you can't argue with michael caine oh my gosh okay i i i don't oh my gosh i don't know that i have a good answer okay i'm trying to think like i mean honestly like anything that i'm gonna find to be like sexy is because the only reason I watched it in the first place is because I thought the actors were hot, which is probably mostly like chick flicks. I don't know if they're supposed to be like sexy per se, but they're, you know, supposed to be romanticizing or whatever. So I'm trying to think of, I mean, I love Matthew McConaughey. So like, I mean, anything with Matthew McConaughey, I know this at this point in time is polarizing, but again, I am of an age and Jared Leto, like I, oh man, like he's he's on he's on <laughs> yeah, my I mean, yeah he's <laughs> he's on my hall pass list. Like you know, like I love Jared Leto. So you know what? Um, <laughs> Fight Club has a very uh, memorable scene with him shirtless in it. Shouldn't be turned on by that. Them beating the shit out of one another. But hell, let's go with Fight Club. <laughs> Why I mean, that's a good answer because that is a. It's a troubling movie for a number of reasons. 
Yes. Um, Love that author. The depiction of like just sex and violence in that movie is not mm-hmm. healthy at all. Nope. But Fight Club. The fact We're going that there, <laughs> there are people <laughs> in this world who see that movie as like this testament or like an actual manifesto to like th- that it's just like a mission. Like, like that's not the point of the movie. <laughs> no, that's not the point of the movie at all or the book if they'd bother to read it, but um, or anything by the author for that record. I, he did is you know one that he wrote two sequels uh, to Fight Club? Yeah. Which, what were they called? I've read most of his books. Fight Club 2 and Fight Club 3, only published as graphic novels. Oh, I did not know that. I've read his yep. like actual novels, and I was like, there's no sequel to Fight Club. What are you talking you, about? You should check them out. Like, I read Fight Club 2. It's fucking, it's wild. It's wild. It, uh, he and, her name's Darla, right? Mm-hmm. Is that it? I, yeah. I'm pretty sure, yeah. He and Darla like get married and have a kid, but like, oh wow, it's like, is this real? Is this in his head? What the oh. fuck is going on? <laughs> it's <laughs> crazy. Um, you should look him up on, but yeah, it's uh, what's his name, Chuck? Uh, Chuck Polinick. Yeah, um, but yeah, he he wrote them as like these weird. It's like a sequel to the movie and also the book. Because they're so different. Oh, they are very different. So, Interesting. It, 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 I read the second one, didn't read the third one, um, but I, I thought it was fascinating. <laughs> so, hmm. you you might um, be into it since you enjoy him. I do, I do. I I mean, I I really love that author. I have a lot. I have a lot of his books. Um, probably one of the most disturbing ones he he's he's ever read is or wrote is um, I want to say it's called. No, it's not called Stranger Than Fiction. That's a movie with Will Ferrell, if I am not mistaken. It's a good movie. It's an excellent movie. I do love that movie. But he has something like in that vein that may not be the exact um, title of it, but it's like you're reading it and you're like, is this actually real or is this kind of like the Princess Bride kind of quote real? You know what I mean? If you ever read the Princess Bride book... I, I haven't, but I, I'm a very aware of the, like, the way, like, the movie the is a done. telling of the story, and then the, the book is a mm-hmm. retelling of a, of the the story, and then there's the original story, and it's yeah. like, it's, yeah. It's like Inception before Inception was a thing, yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that went off on, like, a big tangent. I forgot where I landed. Did that Fight Club? I landed on Fight Club. Fight. For the win. Yep. I, yep. I mean, I think that's a good one. So Because it is very sexy. Because there's a lot of really good looking people in it. Mm-hmm. Um, including her. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, she looked fantastic. Mm-hmm. But... And Brad Pitt's in it. So, you know, you can't go wrong there. Yep. <laughs> yep. All right. So what's the film that you most relate to? <laughs> so it's it's a it took me a minute to figure this one out, but my current headspace as of today, this is probably gonna make you laugh. I most relate to office space. I mean, yeah. <laughs> there, there was a time like I'm I'm so there. Uh there's a time in my life I would have been like, I don't I mean, when I saw it, I think we maybe talked about this. I did not get that movie. Yeah. 
<laughs> I, think, I think we've talked about this before because you'd never worked in an office at that time. Yep. But now you have. So you kind of get it. Uh, backtrack for one second. It is called Stranger Than Fiction. Is it? Okay. So I'm not yes. totally crazy. Nope. It's a wild book. It's weird. Um, so if anybody needs a book recommendation from Jess, there you go. Or anything by him. Anything so. by him, really. I mean, although I haven't read anything by him in quite a few years, but I've read a lot of his work and it's, it's, he's um, a really great, he's a really great satirist. Is that how do you say that word? He does satire. Yes. Yeah. Really good. Um, which is, is exactly what Office Space is. <laughs> hmm. I think people are starting to get um, me. I'm very, <laughs> I am very much uh melvin uh right melvin with the stapler like that's me <laughs> oh wait no 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 no. it's not melvin it's um oh my god oh my god this is gonna drive me like literally insane it no it's shit what's his fucking name that's gonna drive me <laughs> absolutely bonkers oh how do i not know this you're looking it up? Yes, of course I'm looking it up. I'm an idiot. Milton. <laughs> Milton. Oh I, I, I How got many times have I seen this damn movie and I can't remember the character's name? The minute you say it, Stephen Root is a genius. Also in Man in the High Castle, for the record. Uh, he. Do you watch Barry? No, have you? No, I, I've, I've seen not, a I'm, couple I'm, of episodes. I can't add another show to your list. That one we actually have, though. I've seen some of it. Um, God, what? Um, Stephen Root's in it, and he's so fucking good. Bill Hader is just a freaking genius for the yes. record, though. Love him. Love Stephen Root. He he is so different. He's like a chameleon in anything that he is in. He is just so different. Have you have you watched Justified? Yes, I love Justified. I cannot wait for the uh, new show. I know. I can't believe they're making more of it. I'm so excited. I love Timothy Oliphant. Oh my gosh, we're talking about TV shows. You he turned on Justified all day long. Yeah, <laughs> I like mean, he is—he is one of those guys that, like, I've—I've I've heard a lot of stories about what an asshole he can be, but I watch really? him and I'm like, I don't care, man. I don't care. See, but I've heard some stories of him of the the opposite of like what a nice guy he is. But those stories, to be fair, yeah. have been specifically from actors. So maybe that's it. So, um, I I mean nothing like where he like yelled at anybody. Just where he's been like kind of dismissive. Mm. And like a little I, like, too intense, maybe. Yeah. Um. Are are very like I don't have time for this. Or, mm. And I, I'm just, most of the time, I'm just like, oh, I hate that because I really, him, I'm just like, I don't care, man. I don't care. Like, if I walked up to him and he was, like, dismissive of me, I'd be like, holy shit, Timothy Oliphant just talked to me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but you got to think, like, how are people approaching him? Because at this point, this dude is so, like, freaking famous. Like, it, it, it probably depends on how people are approaching him, too. I mean, I'd probably get yeah. annoyed if people came up to me all day long and went, oh, my God, you're you. I'd be like, okay, fuck off now. <laughs> and and um, to kind of sort of relate it back to Office Space, he's in The Office for, like, three or four episodes of the TV yes. show The Office. Yes. And 
it's it's so fun in those episodes. It's just so great. Yes. (laughs) When they're trying to win him over. Um, But going back to office space. Yeah. Like in. Okay. In. Do you. Like. I don't. It's weird to say. Do you have a favorite part of it? Because it's all. Watching it now. It's all so hysterical. But like. I I guess. What. Which. Which part do you most relate to? Like. Which thing is just like. That is my life every day. Oh, yeah. No, the main character, like, more towards the beginning where he's just like, can you just make me think I was fishing all day instead of doing my job? (laughs) Or the parts where he's like, yeah, I just, like, zone out, like, 90% of the time. Or even the part where he's, like, playing Tetris all day long. Not that I, like, do that, but I'm like, I could totally play Tetris, like, all day long instead of my job, and I'd be much happier, so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, there's 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 a lot that that I that I relate to. Um, maybe not the uh, love interest with Jennifer Aniston, although don't get me wrong, she is phenomenal. But you know, I am I am on the I depart that train. Like I I've never found That's her. Right. You don't like her. Yeah. I forget that you don't like her. Oh, I've just so never funny. found her interesting at all. I I do appreciate <laughs> I her. I think she's kind of hot. Jeez. <laughs> I do appreciate her in this movie, though, because I've worked a service industry job and -hmm. I've had to deal with the like, well, you've owned not flair specifically, but just like, (laughs) fuck you and your buttons and your stupid uniform and like all of this bullshit. I come here, I make three dollars an hour (laughs) and you're on me about how many buttons I have on my fucking shirt. No. It's off. But that would totally be. But I have the minimum pieces of flair. But do you want to be the minimum person? I don't know exactly what he says, but it's that in that vein. I'm like, yes, Mm -hmm. I do. (laughs) I don't want to be here. Am I wrong? That's the the her boss in that is uh the writer writer director uh, Mike Judge, right? Is it? It I think so. I wouldn't know him on site, but it might be. He's he's such a plain looking dude. It's so weird because he's such a like he's such a brilliant mind and yes, such a yeah. like great comedic genius. You see him and you're like, that's Mike Judge. <laughs> like <laughs> you would have thought you would think he was like he, he was like a statuesque, like or intelligent looking person. He looks like somebody that works at an office <laughs> or the manager at a TGI Fridays. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. so bizarre. Yeah. But I love Mike Judge. That's so funny. Um, I was gonna say something else about oh the the office part of the movie. Yeah. Uh, Lumberg, like I so I, I'm so with that because people who don't know how to do my job, I, I've thankfully worked from home, so they don't get to walk up to my desk anymore. Mm-hmm. But like sending me memos and messages about how to better do my job <laughs> makes me so mad. <laughs> I'm like, you don't know how to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Um, okay. Logan, people, people in my company um, may or may not be people I directly report to literally don't know what I do day to day. We, we, I, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I asked for more money because I know I'm categorically underpaid. And the response was, 
can you can you can you do a crosswalk? Like how like what is it all that you do? And I'm like, can I just say <laughs> fuck you right now? Cause that's really what I want to do. Hope no one from work is listening to this. They I highly doubt that they ever do. But yeah. I mean, I, I think five people listen to this. So. Uh, if if that. So I think I'm pretty safe. But I was just like, is this really happening right now? I'm not only justifying why I'm requesting a raise. I'm justifying the fact that I should even have a job in the first place. Like, what kind of shit is this? <laughs> the fuck? I report to you. How do you not know what I fucking do? I hate you. <laughs> it's the best, man. I mean, oh, like, man. on the one hand, I'm not micromanaged, which I I can't stand micromanaging. Like, yes. I worked for a micromanager for years. I, I, I cannot do it anymore. But to have a boss that is that detached and that disengaged from, like, what you do is wild. Like, wild. I'm like, I don't even understand the fact that you are my boss and I can't come and, like, legit ask you for a raise without you being like, yeah, so, but, like, can you can you explain to me why? Like, I mean, really? Anyway. I, was... <laughs> I, I, I had a phone call last, this past week from, it was a truck driver who we uh, had, his truck was, like, broke down. We had to book him a hotel room. Um he his phone died so he didn't know uh where he was supposed to go he's like i don't remember what hotel it it is and my check-in info can you look that up and i was like yeah man i'm not seeing where the travel department emailed us back to tell you what your room info is he said well can't can't you just put in my name i was like but i'm not in their email inbox i can't (laughs) see their email and he just like kept, well, try this, try this. I was like, that's not how this works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, no, I don't, I really don't think you understand. Like, I legit can't get this information. <laughs> You're going to need to contact someone else. <laughs> I was like, do you have a phone charger? Yeah, it's in my bag. I'm like, okay, find a place you can sit for 30 minutes, charge up your phone. <laughs> and then find out what hotel you're supposed to be at because I don't have access to the travel department's email. I can't see what they sent you. Oh my God. <laughs> and oh, it was like that's... a 20 minute conversation. Try putting in my name. I'm like, it's, so not to jump back to the office, but um, <laughs> you, when Michael Scott starts his own uh, company, yeah, uh, the Michael Scott Paper Company, and then they go to that accountant and he's like, crunch the numbers again. And he was like, <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing like it's literally just a button and he's like we'll do it again and he just hits enter and he's just like yep it's the same thing that's i was i was sitting there i was just like okay and like you can hear me typing and i just start i type his name and i was like yeah man that didn't give me anything <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing i love that you're going through the motions i would have been just like dude i don't have it like i don't know what to tell you you're gonna have to call someone else <laughs> I felt like it was the only way I was going to get him off the phone is if he actually felt like I did something and was like, yeah, man, I don't know. You're going to have to charge up your phone and get the info. I was like, where are you <laughs> calling me from? He was like, oh, I just I borrowed a phone at this gas station. I was like, ask him if he could borrow a fucking outlet and charge your phone. Seriously. Yeah. Tell him you'll buy a Snickers bar. I said, well, what do you want from me, man? 
<laughs> Does he not have like a way to charge it in the truck? Like, I mean, yes. <laughs> I mean, I, I, it, p- I, if I stupid. can charge it in my They're car, so stupid. Barely certain dude can charge it in his truck. <laughs> um. All right. So, what is objectively the greatest film of all time? All right, I'm not going to lie. This this is one of the questions that stumped me the most because I haven't seen most of the, quote, objective greatest films of all time. So it's a little bit subjective. <laughs> um, I oscillated between two films, and in the end, I decided to go with Donnie Darko. I mean, you're not going to get an argument out of me. I know, because I know you love this film. It is, I I mean, it's number two, three on my list. Number three, Shawshank, Jurassic Park, Donnie Darko. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) Haven't seen Shawshank. Jurassic Park scared the shit out of me. I had nightmares for a while. Oh, I have a whole new, I've got like a whole new list of films that have scared the crap out of me. I forgot about the ones that gave me nightmares when I was six years old. (laughs) But anyway, we digress. But yes, I do love Donnie Darko. Um. Yeah, and I'm. We probably talked about this. It's on a podcast at some point because I know when Ryan and I were recording Automatic yes. for the People, Donnie Darko came up all the time. It did. Um, probably yeah, half the time I, because I brought it up. That impact <laughs> in the future. Those are the two things you guys talked about. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I, I was going to talk about me watching it, but I shouldn't. You, I, I've talked about me watching it in other places. Like, how did you see it? Um. So all of these are coming from a very specific time in my life, and it they're all towards the end of my college year. So I was in my early twenties. Um. They were films that were recommended to me uh, by a roommate of mine who who was a guy. We weren't like together or anything. We were just really good friends. And, you know, we and we roomed together for the last year or so um, of of my college of my like college tenure. And uh, he just he introduced me to a lot of movies. Uh, this was one of them. Garden State was one of them. Um, what else have I mentioned on here that him and I watched? I mean, I'm sure we watched Office Space. You know, like all like a lot of the movies like of that time were were movies that that we watched together. So I never originally saw it in theaters, although I am a huge Jake Gyllenhaal fan. Like I love Jake Gyllenhaal, probably not for the right reasons. I do think he's a great actor, but he's also really hot. <laughs> so I mean, like, I, not not to get on him. a side tangent. And I swear to God, most people that listen to this are going to think, "Oh, Logan's gay." I'm not. I'm just <laughs> not. <laughs> I'm hey, not. I think Jennifer Aniston's hot. So hey, we're there. Yeah. Um, Have you seen him in the last like three weeks? Yes, Mm -hmm. I have actually. Mm -hmm. Training for this like MMA thing, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. I have. I have. Fuck. (laughs) Man doesn't look like he's aged a fucking day for the record. And he's ripped. I'm like, okay, okay. I'm like instantly transported like 15 years ago. I really hope my husband's not listening to me speaking right now. Uh, be it's fun. insane. I was like, that's Jake Gyllenhaal? Oh my God. Oh my God, he's so <laughs> I oh look my... like Jabba the fucking Hut. <laughs> <laughs> I love Jake Gyllenhaal. Wait, um, are we watching the anyway. same thing? Where are we? Hold on. 
What was restate what you just said about Jabba the Hutt? Now I'm very confused. I was saying I look like Jabba the Hutt. Oh, okay. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Hold on a second. With this, we, we, you and I are watching two different things. If Jake Gyllenhaal is is representing Jabba the Hutt right now, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, no, no. Very much compared to him, I feel like I'm just a big fat worm <laughs> like Any sitting us, on a chair <laughs> anyone feels that way compared to him or to most uh, actors uh, i feel that way that's for damn sure oh but yeah so um I, this is I, a real i big guess <laughs> um so uh, like when you first watched it was it like what the fuck is that? Or like, were you immediately just like, oh, this movie is amazing. I was immediately like, this movie is amazing. So fun fact, I can't, I feel like you and I have probably talked about this before. Um, But I, when I was in college, which is the time that I was watching this movie, I majored in physics. And this movie is all sorts of, reality mind bending time travely crazy things that are going on and it just kind of spoke to me like i wouldn't say it's a movie i quote like relate to but i was like this is just brilliant like i just i just loved everything about it and i when i first watched it because i didn't see it in film so i i watched the director's cut which i think makes a difference so the first time i, I saw agree. it i saw the director's cut i didn't see the theatrical cut I've never actually seen the theatrical cut. I've only watched the director's cut. And I think... I, I'm of the opinion that the theatrical is better. But I appreciate that okay. it's way more informative if you watch the director's cut. Because I saw the theatrical cut. That's the one I watched. And I was like, what the fuck did I just see? And rewatched <laughs> it immediately. <laughs> yeah. As you do. It's, it's one you have to watch more than once. Yeah. But it's it's great. Yeah, no, it, it was it was just one of those one instantly where I was just like, wow, like this, like I did, like I loved it. Like I love everything about this. And I've always been like a little bit of a sci fi nerd, but like I don't think I really fell down the like time travel, timey, wimey, like that kind of rabbit hole. Like I feel like this movie combined with my college education sort of set that off for me. Like, really? Yeah. yeah. I, weirdly enough, uh, it was my one of the, the things that fascinate, fascinated me the most about it was like the because it does it in the movie itself is this comparison to are you familiar with The Last Temptation of Christ? Uh, familiar Rish, yes. So it's about like um, if you know your theology at all, like. Jesus being tempted by the devil um, uh, while he's like headed to die. And the devil kind of shows him like what his life could be if he just like removes himself from being this like sacrificial lamb. And in uh, Donnie Darko, that's the movie they go see at the theater. Oh, you're right. Wow. I forgot about that. And so, like, 
it probably wasn't until like the third or fourth time I watched it. And then like my cousin who was uh, BJ, who was uh, really into theology at the time and wanted to be a preacher. Like I got him to watch it and we would have these like discussions about like, just, it is this like weird, like eighties. Cause it's set in the eighties, like version of the last temptation of Christ, because it's all about like Donnie, not dying and then seeing what his life would be if he doesn't die in his bedroom and then having to make the choice yeah if he lives or dies yeah and it's just it's such a like layered movie that dude's a genius and i hate that he is almost too smart for his own good because i don't know if you've ever seen any of the other stuff uh richard kelly has done but Mostly it makes it um the one he did after this was um oh god it had so many people in it. What was it called? But but like most of his stuff makes that he writes makes no sense whatsoever. It's like so dense that I'm just like I cannot make heads or tails. Southland tails. I had I said heads or tails and it came to me. Southland tails. Um <laughs> There you go. Oh, it, he did Domino too. That was a uh, yeah. He wrote he wrote Domino. That's a great movie. That movie is wild. I but haven't yeah, seen get, the other two. I haven't seen Southland Tales. I haven't seen The Box. I have seen Domino. Uh, the Box is another. That's I said three or four Cameron Diaz movies. That's one. Yeah, I was gonna uh, say she's the in Box that. is. Yep, Cameron Diaz and um, what's his name? Cyclops from the X Men, uh, James, James Marsden. Uh, with, uh, no, no James Marsden. Oh, okay. Yes, James Marsden. Sorry. No. Um, it's really good. Franklin it's actually, Taylor. yeah, it's ba- based on like a Richard Matheson, uh, story. Um, who, am I wrong? I think wrote I Am Legend. <laughs> you could be possibly right. It's coming full circle. It's coming full circle. Um. Oh, what's the next question? Oh, uh, the film you've watched the most. Is it Donnie Darko? <laughs> no, it's it's actually not Donnie Darko because as much as I do enjoy that film, it uh, it is quite depressing. So I, I've watched it a, uh, like probably a handful of times, but not not in, not in recent years. Um, it is one I actually really, really want to revisit. But the film I've watched the most, um, they, <laughs> I've watched a lot of them, but uh, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and go with Forgetting Sarah Marshall because my, my husband and I, uh, for a long time, had a, a bad habit of falling asleep to movies, and we would default to one of, like, three movies, and the one we have honestly probably watched the most, I could probably recite the entire film to you, is Forgetting Sarah Marshall. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a pretty, it's a pretty great movie. Um, I love it. it, it and so, it, it holds up shockingly. It's so adorable. I know. I know. And I love, we both, because we, you, we both love um, Jason Siegel. Although I will say for me, How I Met Your Mother is not quite holding it's, up. Yeah, it, I just rewatched it because um, mm. I just cycle through, through things. I'm like. I haven't watched this probably in a year or two. 
And I put it on, and I'm like, oh, man, this show's really problematic. <laughs> it's really problematic for many, many reasons. I'm like, oh, this is, this was fun at the time, and I was with it for the journey, and I am struggling. I am struggling to, to rewatch it, even though I love all of the actors. But I'm like, yeah. this was of a time, and it's. It's not holding up. Like even the office holds mm-hmm. up because the office rec- like recognized that in the moment that everything that Michael Scott did was cringy, and e- and today like it was cringy then. Today it's like ten times more cringy, which almost makes it better in a weird way. But like yeah, yeah. but yeah, how I met your mother it it doesn't quite hold up for me. But forgetting Sarah Marshall, now, I haven't rewatched it in a little while, but. It we it was one that for a long time like we watched over and over and over like we would just fall asleep to it because we knew it by heart we knew what was going to happen and you know we'd watch it for thirty minutes and then just shut it off but yeah I so I want I want to uh, like add a B question to this because you have kids so I'm curious what's <laughs> the children's thing that you've watched the most and you're like I swear to God <laughs> I never want to see this again. <laughs> Some days frozen. <laughs> um <laughs> because for I mean our oldest uh god there was like a year where she just watched that damn thing on repeat. It was like frozen, frozen, frozen. And like if I hear Elsa sing let it go one more time, I'm going to lose my damn mind. Um <laughs> I'll, but I but I I do I do enjoy Frozen as long as I don't have to watch it a hundred times in the span of like three months. Um, yeah. She hasn't put anything on on repeat now because she now she's old enough that she's gotten into more into like YouTube and like kind of like doing her own thing um, within reason because YouTube kind of terrifies me for children. Even the kids YouTube is not super yeah. kid friendly at times. Yeah. I've discovered that with the younger nephews. I'm like, well, what are you watching? <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, I uh, know. Uh, yeah, so some of the stuff isn't great. So I, I go in and block stuff on the regular. But the and the, the youngest one, she's she's not old enough to want to watch something on repeat. Like, if I can actually get her to sit down and watch something would be like, in, like, a, like a miracle. Um, you know, she's, okay. she's just a yeah. little too young still. So... Frozen kind of wins. It'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> Frozen it, 3 will be the movie a few years from now. You're just like, oh, my God. I would rather die than watch this again. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Like, yeah, we watched Frozen a lot. We watched Frozen 2 a lot, but not as much as we watched Frozen. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was Cars for me. Uh, oh, that, that too. Yeah, I had a little brother, and I was living with my dad, and they had a child, and uh, he was like right at the like four or five year old age when cars came out on video and he was obsessed with cars like just cars in general and so that movie it was just like all day every day over and over and and i was like i liked this movie just fine and now i can never see it again (laughs) (laughs) i know we we, she she went through a cars phase for for a little while too so yeah uh, it happens yep so what is the worst film the worst film you've ever seen 
<laughs> um, this this one this one uh, might actually be a little polarizing. So there is there is only one movie that I've ever walked out of in my life, and it was it was, Rise of Skywalker? Nope, <laughs> I actually don't mind Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> unpopular opinion <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> actually don't actually don't mind mind that movie but um it eternal sunshine of the spotless mind i i, I walked out of it. oh wow hated that it. is not an answer anybody ever says hated it so it's usually on the other end of that at some point during like movie i can rewatch most relate to cried the most greatest film of all time like it it's come up in like all those categories um what do you hate what do you hate about it i couldn't get through it i thought it i mean again all of these movies (laughs) are from a certain time in my life um which which is odd i i don't i don't know why most of these movies are happen to be coming from this time period but you know, we just we saw it in theaters. Every everyone was raving about it, about like how good it was, and we went and saw it. It is the only movie I've literally walked out of in my whole life. I mm-hmm. I don't know. I was bored to tears. I think it was Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Well, now now I'm questioning if that was that was really what it I was. Mean, is there Jim something Carrey. about like him? It's Jim Carrey. Is something about him buying a theater? Is that or is that a different movie? Maybe I'm maybe I don't even know what movie I'm talking about. I just remember it was a Jim Carrey movie. I don't think he buys the theater in that. Oh well, maybe there's another Jim Carrey movie that I'm thinking of. Um... Now I'm curious. What you? Oh, the Majestic. It. That was a terrible film. Also. Oh yeah, I forgot about the Majestic. Was there a Bill Mo- Bill Murray movie with a submarine? That all three of these movies may have combined within yes. my mind. The Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou, which is a movie that I I'm sorry, adore. it's that movie. That's the one we walked out of. I may have also walked out of Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. I can't quite remember. These all came out around the same time, and I think all of them were equally terrible. Seriously, I didn't like any of them. <laughs> Eternal Sunshine is uh, he and um, what's her name that we we're just talking about get into a relationship and like they uh, it goes badly. And so I think she goes to a place or he goes to a place that can erase your memories. So he wants one oh, or the two of them. It's entirely yeah. possible. I've actually never seen this film and couldn't remember what the other one was called. <laughs> I think it's I think... funny that it's the life aquatic. <laughs> I think all three of them are like melding together in my mind, which is wild. I didn't like any of them. Have I seen this movie? I honestly don't know. I may have. I may not have. It's not a very happy movie. So, um, (laughs) this doesn't sound like you would have to be emotionally ready. Doesn't sound like a movie I ever would have wanted to watch. I think I'm misremembering the movie. It may it may possibly have been the majestic, definitely life aquatic. I think I walked out of both. So I lied. I can I can There's understand two. the life aquatic. Um God, that movie is awful. It's I mean, Wes Anderson certainly like he's not polarizing, but he definitely makes movies that are like, if you are not into this, it will not be a good time for you. Because they're very 
like it it's like going to a museum and just being like i yeah it turns out i don't like art not not saying <laughs> that like you're you don't like art but like if you're not into like still paintings of like women sitting in chairs or fruit or you just be like this is boring yeah. man no, yeah <laughs> like, like if you yeah like if you're not into like appreciating like the craft yeah like i like i would totally see that you walk into a museum and you're like great it's a pretty picture mm-hmm. i don't care now like I, I will say modern art i don't get like when it comes to like abstract and jackson pollock and all that sort of stuff like even a little bit andy warhol i've seen those exhibits and i'm like i don't like i legit don't get this like like literally how is this art but like I like, yeah. Like like I love Dali. I love like the surrealism. I I even can like deal with Picasso to a point, or like any of like. Yeah, but the, that's like trippy kind of like. Uh, it, it has some personality to it. It's exactly. Not, exactly. It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't feel like. And Wes Anderson is very much, like, it, I, it's hard. It's hard to describe. I, um, I'm I don't think I like. Seen, Anderson. Any of his other the Royal Tenenbaums? Nope, don't like that one either. That okay, was... yeah, then yeah, yeah. I don't think you would like in anything he he's oh, done. Oh, I don't know. No, I actually don't. The grant. No, I don't like anything he does. I I've seen previews for all of these and been like, oh hell no, I'm not watching this. <laughs> yeah, Grand Budapest Hotel, The um, Moonrise Kingdom, all of it. Moon, yeah. <laughs> no, I do not. I that I do not like Wes Anderson. One hundred percent. I don't like the guy. <laughs> not not my thing. Sorry if you're. I, I mean, I, I can totally say I I am a Wes Anderson fan. I haven't seen his last few movies, which most Wes Anderson fans would say makes me not a Wes Anderson fan. Um, I just haven't <laughs> sought them out, and they never play in the city that I live in. So, um, mm. uh, but yeah, like his early stuff, I was very. The Royal Tenenbaums and Life Aquatic specifically, I, I really enjoyed those movies. But uh, I can definitely look at that and go, but it's something that, like, uh, not comparing you to my mom, but if my mom was <laughs> like, like if, if, you know, some somebody from that movie won an award and or a bunch of awards and she was like, oh, uh, it seems like it was really good and it won all these awards, I would say, dude, no, you are not going to like this movie. Do not yeah. watch this movie. <laughs> you will you'll just be like, this was a waste of my time. So I can definitely see that. Um, <laughs> they can hear. I'm pretty sure Logan can hear you. I can, can barely can hear you. Hear What's Eric? that? No. Oh, okay, he can barely hear you, barely. Well, he brought me a drink, first of all. <laughs> and I love that this Aww. is being recorded. Well, he said, hi. He said, hey, Logan, how are you doing? <laughs> I know he's good. Hello. <laughs> he says hi. Um, okay. <laughs> Thankfully, right, he, so... he walked in on the West Anderson <laughs> conversation and not the other ones. <laughs> he's probably like, what are you still doing? It's 10 o'clock. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, we only got two more. So... Uh, the film that's literally made you laugh the most, your favorite comedy, and is it Forgetting Sarah Marshall? It is not Forgetting Sarah Marshall. So I I tried really, really hard with the exception of the last one um, to not make duplicates. Um, And I actually have two that are tied for this uh, because I distinctly remember laughing so hard in the theater when I saw 
both of these movies. Uh, the first one that I wrote down was Role Models. <clears throat> and the second one is The Hangover. Uh, yeah. Have you rewatched The Hangover? I have not recently. I mean, I have watched it more than once, but I have not rewatched yeah. it recently. I tried to rewatch it like four or five months ago because I I saw all three of them in theaters and laughed profusely through all three of them. And I tried to rewatch it and I was like, this might be a thing that only really works on the big screen when there's like 300 people laughing with you. <laughs> Interesting. I will say I do think role models holds up. Uh, we actually have rewatched it more recently, and I mean it's just so quotable. I mean, like <laughs> we 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 quote it all the time. Um, I mean, another good one that I haven't rewatched that recently, but one that my husband loves uh, is the Change Up uh, with Jason Bateman and Ryan Reynolds. I've never seen the Change Up. You need to watch it. It was filmed in Atlanta, so you'll you'll recognize some of the scenery. It's, 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 I, uh, I it's their version of, of Freaky Friday. It's, it's good. It's good. Okay. Um, I just saw Jason Bateman in something. What did I see him in? Oh, Air. I went and saw Air. In like everything? It feels like he's in everything these days. Yeah, he is popping up a lot. But yeah, uh, that Ben Affleck movie, the Michael Jordan shoe movie, Air. I want to see, I really want to see that. Is it good? It's good. It's oddly compelling and... But, like, it's also, like, like e- not eating something that's bad for you, but just eating food that you're just like, this is going to do nothing for me in the long run, but I'm really enjoying it while I'm eating it. Yeah. If that well, makes I, any sense. It does. And I also feel, you know, like, my husband and I are also of that era when when Jordan was big and when all of this was happening. And so, like, I mean, I was, I was kind of little, but like, I remember enough that I'm like, I I really want to see this. Like th- this looks good. And the cast, like it's an all-star cast. Like how do you, how do you oh, yeah. see that movie? Like, I mean, I watched the trailer and I'm like, holy shit. How many people did they put in this? <laughs> it's so many people. It, the oh. cast is great. The most impressive thing about the movie is the soundtrack like, there's so many, like, every scene is a needle drop for an 80s hit. I don't know what the fuck the music budget was for this movie, but it must have been insane. Well, yeah, well, and then also, like, I mean, what was the budget for this movie, period? Because there's, like, six A-list <laughs> cast members in it. I mean, Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, Jason Bateman, um, oh, Jesus Christ! Now, now it's like escaping me. Like everyone from the trailer, but I mean, those are uh, there's there's even more. Who else is in it? Yeah, what's her name that plays his mom in there? Uh, Viola Davis. Yes. Right? Yeah, I mean the cast is incredible. It's, uh, yeah, Chris Messina. It was one of those like, hey, I know Chris they got Chris Tucker, Marlon Wayans, Chris yeah, Tucker, Marlon Wayans, Jay Moore is in it too. Yeah, I mean, there's like so many people in this. I was like, wow, this is, this is wild. And some of these people, like, I legit haven't seen movies in years. Like Chris Tucker. The, <laughs> I, yeah, he's so good in it, too. Um, the Change Up. So I've, I've got to watch The Change Up because I like both of those people. I know. But I, I hope I, it holds I, up. I think it does. I haven't rewatched it, like, recently, recently, but within the last, like, probably five years, I've rewatched it. I, I should rewatch Role Models, too. I, it would be interesting 
to I don't know if you I think if you watched The Hangover with if it was you and your husband, like it'd probably be better. I watch most movies alone, so it's just like, <laughs> oh, I'm just watching these people act like assholes. <laughs> it it just ceases to be that funny. Um Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I did really love the hangover in the theater, man. I like did I too. like almost like peed myself laughing. <laughs> I know it was like I, I don't know if it was the time. I don't know. I don't know. I just I distinctly remember it being like just absolutely hysterical. And and role models too. I mean, we went we went to see both. I mean, we were together for both like during both movies, and so like we went to see both of them in theaters and just. I just remember, like, distinctly remember, like, being in the theater and experience it and just how funny it was. It just, yeah, those were both great. Yeah. So yeah. the last question's not really a question. I guess he did. I'm not going to do the whole thing. Like, I show up and I put you in a casket. And, uh, Appreciate but that. He does that on the show. Um, it seems really morbid when he's doing it. Sometimes, <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so... You're you're going to heaven. You can take one movie with you to watch for the rest of your afterlife. What one movie are you taking? I'm guessing it's not Bambi. <laughs> no, no, it's not. So I did have to think about this one because I'm like, should I like, is it the one that I watch over and over and over again? Or should it be the one be one of the ones that like means more to me? So at the end of the day, even though I realized during a conversation I've stated I have not actually rewatched this in years. I think I still would choose Garden State. Yeah. That's a good choice. I think it's a good one. Yeah. I mean, even I might, like I might have to rewatch it. There, yeah, there's that a, soundtrack is so good. It's so good. So good. So. I think that, yeah. That's that's the one I would choose. Garden State. Mm -hmm. I don't remember what my choice was. Shawshank or Donnie Darko, I'm assuming. Mm, Donnie Darko is a, is a good one. I consider Donnie Darko. I even considered The Holiday, which is my go-to watch over and over and over again. <laughs> I mean, I don't think The Holiday is a bad one. Anybody that gives you shit about The Holiday is fucking wrong. Like, just <laughs> flat out wrong. No, he's <laughs> he wrong. Hates it. He hates it. He's like, why are you, are you watching this again? I was like, yeah, it's November. So, you know, it's like Christmas. And he's like... Seriously. <laughs> Although I will turn it on. Like if there are nights when I just like can't sleep and I like I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm just like tossing and turning, like I'll go downstairs and I'll I'll turn the holiday on. It'll put me to sleep just instantly. It just makes me happy, nothing, puts me at ease, and then I just go to sleep. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Alright. So I would like two seconds of or well, two minutes maybe of Ted Lasso <laughs> season three spoilers. What do you think about the season so far? Really enjoying it. Um, I agree with, with your assessment that nothing really happens. Because nothing, like, plot-wise kind of really happens. Although I do feel like there's a lot of good character development or character insight or, like, even character resetting almost in, like, a certain way. Um, we get a lot of insight into to Nate's new normal. Which yeah. infuriates me even more. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. I loved you. I now hate and you. And it's still, like, he's still there. 
he's like there's you're on i've so i've seen i'm up to date and uh, since it's not spoilery but like because oh, you can yeah. see it in what he's shown up in those those first few episodes there's still a little bit of that old nate there it's like there kind is. of like oddly shyly charming and but then like it's like somebody it's like he remembers that he's supposed to be an asshole now and it mm-hmm. just uh switch flips and like that that scene where like the dude and I think it's in the first episode the guy walks into his office and uh, he says ah there he is and he goes get out yep <laughs> and it's it's just like what is wrong with you man oh. like who hurt you because <laughs> right? it really wasn't Ted I know you think it was but it wasn't <laughs> I know yeah no I had that same reaction I was like oh my gosh but then you're right like you get hints of it and I think we get. Is it, it's either the second or the third episode. Where's the one about his car? The whole thing with the car, and then he ends up getting a car, new car from Rupert. Uh, like that whole thing. I think it's the second episode. Okay, so you see more shades of the old Nate in his interactions, specifically with Rupert. Because he yeah. becomes a little bit more shy, a little bit more like deferential. You know what I mean? Like, he recognizes... It's like, this guy can fire me. Yeah, well, but is it that? Or is it almost a little bit of hero worshipping? Because I mean, this is be Rupert Anion. Yeah. The owner, the former owner of Richmond. Yeah. So, yeah, he, he would have worked for Rupert before. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I think it's a little bit of hero worship. Whereas, mm. like, I'm yeah. sure... Rupert would never have given him the time of day before Ted made him who he is now. But now that he recognizes it, he's trying to use it like to his advantage. Like, I hate Rupert. Like, I mean, he is the true villain, like 100%. And Nate is just kind of like caught up in it. But I feel like you can definitely see shades of the old Nate. So it'll be interesting to see what ends up happening over the season. I'm very curious. How fucking stoked were you when Trent Krim shows back up? I was so happy. I was like, oh my gosh, he's going to be here like all the time. I totally love this. Like, I am so here for this. Although, the the last episode that I saw, which should have been episode three at the very end, he he catches Colin. And I'm like, what's he going to do with this information? So I don't know what happens with all that yet, but or if anything has happened with that yet. But I'm like my immediate the, instinct is like don't trust Trent. But I'm like, but now now he's like working for the club, and so like I'm very, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah. How to and and I, you correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we, I'm pretty sure Trent is gay as well. Oh, is he? I don't think I caught that. Is he? I think. He's mentioned uh, a partner and by name. So Ooh, I, I didn't like, pick up on that if that's the case. I'm wondering like how all of that's going to play out. Like if it will be, you know, Trent uh, like saying, hey, look, I, I know, you know, you don't want uh, anybody to know this, but like this was my experience. Etc. 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 
Okay, so yeah, I didn't remember that detail, so I came at it from the angle of he was going to expose him. Yeah. Possibly. Uh, or out him, I suppose. I don't. There, there seems to be conflicting things. I, I swear, at some point he mentioned something that kind of infers that he's gay. Uh, but I could be wrong. I just Googled it and there's very much like, no, Trent Krim isn't gay. Guys can dress nice and have nice hair and not be gay, which seems really like that's not why I think he's gay. That's not. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not what we were going for. OK, all right. All right. And then there's another list of things is like, uh, yes, Trent Krim is gay because X, Y, Z has happened in certain episodes. So I'll have to do a, a little deep dive on that. Um because it's been my thought, like, this whole time that he was gay. Okay, um, see, I didn't remember that detail. So that's... But I haven't seen these episodes so, as many times as you. But my... All I, of I could like, be the wrong. older ones. Yeah. I could have completely misread all of that. So, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm with... Uh, like, I was so excited. I love the, the, like, tension between he and Roy. And then the confrontation. Yeah. I thought it was great. And, like, yes. Roy carrying around this fucking oh like gosh. it's four sentences you know it's i don't even think it's four sentences it's Years. not even a paragraph Years. i'm like oh my god man let it go embrace your inner elsa come on <laughs> yeah um and uh jamie this season like what a surprise that's been that is what a treat. I, I absolutely love him. I love them them going after Zava and like all this Zava praise. Oh and Jamie's just been like, wait, when I acted like this, I was a douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> but now, like, and everybody's just like, Yeah, but you didn't play like him. <laughs> they have a point. They they have a point. Although I, I do re I really like that actor. And so I was, I, I didn't realize he was going to like show up in Ted Lasso. I saw him, I saw his name in something. I don't know if it was like the credits or like in a, like in a press release at, at some point, like leading up to season three. And I was like, how is, I was like, this guy's not a, not a Brit. Like how, how are they, how are they going to, how are they going to play this? And uh, he, he ends up coming in as like, is he supposed to be Italian? It like yeah. totally threw me off. It's it's very, and I guess he's just like this mishmash of all these like uh, football superstars, you know, oh, and yeah. um, very prima donna ish, and it it it's been a lot of fun watching uh, that. Although I and I I can get more into this when we get into season two. I recently rewatched Major League Two. Oh, and like, and I, I've seen the first one. I've, I've seen all of them so many times. <laughs> like, there's a lot in this show that is pulled like just straight from the major league movies. Like, it felt like that in season one with the whole like, oh, the owner's out to get them. But like, there's shit in all of in both movies that shows up in parts of both seasons or all three seasons so far of Ted Lasso. And I was like, oh shit, man. Like, I mean, they're very tropey things. So it's not like exclusive to major league. It's just like, oh wow. Like 
I, I kind of see Major League in a different light where I thought it was like interesting and like original. And now I'm just like, oh, no, this, this is the shit that all sports movies do. Um, Ted Lasso is yeah. just doing it better than anybody has ever done it. Yeah, um, I agree. I agree. It is Some of it is a little bit tropey, but because of the way Ted Lasso is doing it, it doesn't feel that way. I agree with you. It, I, I don't think it like yeah. feels overdone or rehashed or whatever. I actually never probably would have even made that parallel if you hadn't brought it up. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I can't wait till we get to season three. Hopefully, I will have watched it a bunch by then. I, we m- probably won't get into a ton of spoilers for season three while we do season two, uh, mostly because I haven't got to like deep dive, watch it. And you're, I mean, you're so busy. You're only getting to watch it like when it airs and usually a few weeks behind. <laughs> so, um, yes. Also, although keep in mind, I, uh, I haven't watched season two more than once through. So, Oh, okay. This will um, start to get interesting for me. <laughs> <laughs> Season one, I've, I had watched most of those episodes at least more than once. And so when I was watching them this time, it was either the third or fourth time I had watched them. But uh, season two, I've, I've lived because we had already started on the rewatch when I would have been getting to the point yeah. where I was jumping back into season two. And so, like, I just stopped. Yeah. So I didn't get confused. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm so excited to get into season two. There's so much stuff that happens. Uh, so so many great character moments. Uh, it's it's going to be a lot of Nate talk, which, which I know it's already been a lot of Nate talk. But like that's when the seeds really, really start showing up where you're like, mm-hmm. what the hell is going on with this guy? I know. So, you know, I can't um, wait to dig into that. The Roy Keeley stuff. Oh, my God. Yes. Uh, which is, oh, my God. Uh, OK. Did you think that they had broken up or were you like hopeful? When they're like, we're going to have the talk with uh, uh, his niece. Where you're like, oh my God, they're going to get married. Or they're having a baby. or And this is like, oh no, we broke up. It's like, oh God, no. <laughs> no, sadly, I, uh, I, I, had, I had felt the writing on the wall. I was like, oh, they're making it official. They're telling Phoebe. So, no, I, I, was, I, I was there, I I was there with response. the show. Oh, I know. I, love, I know. Like, why? Why? Like that's everybody. Like, why are you are you breaking these two characters up just to create drama? Like, oh, we're so busy. Okay, so what? You were busy before. I know, but you know, like at the very end of season two, which you know we'll get to, but he's yeah. like chatting up the teacher and doing all of that. So I hope Phoebe's. I hope they've. I hope she doesn't have the one of those things where she has the same teacher for like years and years. Hope she's got a new teacher so that, yeah. you know, if Roy's going to hook up with the teacher, at least it's not that, like, it's less awkward than it than it could be. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm excited to see what they do with, if they do anything with their romantic stuff, because, but on all fronts, on the front, like, Ted and his ex-wife, or Ted and Sassy, or, like, Roy and Keely, or Keely and Jamie, or mm. whatever the hell's going on with Beard. Um, mm. Rebecca and whatever's going on with her, um, oh my God, you know, will her and Sam reconcile? Like, I, I don't like, but that's been such a back burner thing so far, other than addressing the Roy and Keeley stuff. That, and we're already almost halfway through the season, so um, yeah, it's, it it's going to be interesting. 
I know. And I was a little bit surprised more of that hadn't come up um, more quickly. So, yeah, but I did notice that uh, at least in a couple of the episodes that this season, they focused more on the game, like the game of soccer yep. slash football. So once we get to that, I mean, even like the name of one of the episodes, I was like, I hope they explain this. I wonder. I wonder if people are going to pick up on it. But <laughs> um, yeah, I think for all our all of our complaining about the lack of football in season one, mm-hmm. season three, uh, there's there's more in season two, but season three definitely goes. Okay, we're going to show you, but because it is a lot. Like the first episode, yeah. barely in. I don't think maybe some practice, but. Yeah. From the second episode on, and I mean, I don't think it's a spoiler, into the fifth episode already, it's just like a lot of shit on the field. A lot. I know. Yeah. So, like, I kind of, I'm ready to, like, dig into that because I'm anticipating questions. And I'm like, ooh, I I can talk about, like, defense and formations and all sorts of, like, nerdy soccer stuff. And Logan's going to be born out of his mind, but (laughs) I can't wait. (laughs) Even uh, the I'm name of the episode was like it. was like a like a you know a field formation that you run. So I loved that. I'm gonna say I'm gonna answer your question. Will people know what they're talking about if they don't know football or soccer? No, because I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> the I'm, name of I've episode three. Of the episode. Isn't it uh isn't it three three five is what's the name of that what's the name of episode three? Is it three five one? Or what's the formation they end up running? Is that what that is? Hold on. Well, yes, but I, I can't remember the exact the exact number. Four five one. Sorry, I was close. Four five one. Yeah, it's a it's it's a configuration of the field, kind of like a. Oh, okay. They they start off where they're going to run a four four two, four defense, four midfielders, two up front. Then they get Zava and they they bench Colin and they have to move Jamie back oh. to the midfield. So that Zava's up top, so they can run a four-five-one, which is the name of the episode. Four-five-one. Okay. That's my awesome. eyes kind of just like roll into the back of my head. My ears just like <laughs> ring when they start talking about <laughs> like uh, like really in depth with the football stuff. I'm just like, yeah, I don't know what any of that means. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> like Ted reading that book in like the second episode. Yeah. And it's just like. Uh, Beard is like shocked and he's just like, Well, I didn't make it past the table of contents. That's me. <laughs> but um, he did but he did pretty good for not making it past the table of contents. Like Beard, um, I was like, Oh my god, Ted did yeah. his homework. <laughs> so season two, Ted Lasso coming uh should be next week. So yeah. as you're hearing this, about a week from when you're hearing this, we'll be into season two. Um so if you haven't watched season two, you got a week to catch up. It's 10 episodes. Uh, at some point in there, I don't, I haven't talked to you about it. We are going to have another guest on the show because my buddy Adam absolutely loves the beard episode. Oh, really? And yes, he's like, it's one of my favorite episodes of Ted Lasso period. And I'm like, okay, well, we will gladly have you on the show Please. to talk about that. We will work that schedule out. How that <laughs> and, episode even works. <laughs> I'm interested so, to rewatch that one. I want to see how it comes off on a rewatch, to be honest, knowing yeah. what we know now. Um, so yeah, come back season two, Ted Lasso starting next week. Um, 
and go check out everything else we're doing over at xwingfiles.com. If you're watching Superman and Lois, you should definitely check in, out Tomorrow's Legends. I'm listening, but I'm behind on the show, so I haven't been able to comment <laughs> in time for you guys like to read it. <laughs> so because okay. I got behind on the show. So. I mean, I'm not kidding. We will read old feedback. We'll just read that at the top of the show. So if you really want oh, to okay. send in your thoughts, <laughs> go ahead. We'll just read it at the top of the show. We just had a listener do okay. that. He's on this on this week's episode. He sent us an email of his recap of every single episode to date. And because of the format that he did it in with like smaller chunks, we ended up just reading all of it in like our quote like show feedback for that current show. But yeah, like normally what we do is if you send in old feedback for like the first three episodes or four or whatever, wherever you are, we just play it or read it at the top of the show. So. Okay. You're well, yeah, I'll you're definitely to welcome to do that. People do it all the time, so no problem. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's uh, Tomorrow's Legends. Well, I should let you plug your own show. Oh, it's fine. Yeah. Tomorrow's Legends, wherever you want to try to find a podcast, we're literally pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts. Um, if you want to email us, it's Tomorrow's Legends Podcast, all one word, at gmail.com. So if you're watching Superman Just and Lois. Don't spoil Ted Lasso. <laughs> yeah, don't spoil Ted Lasso for me, please. Because at any given time, I'm probably two episodes at least behind. <laughs> but yeah, if, you, if you're if you caught up on Superman and Lois, or even if you're not caught up, um, give us a listen. You can download our entire, entire back catalog if you so choose. It's We've also got Stargirl in there. We covered all of Stargirl. We covered all of Legends of Tomorrow. So if any of that speaks to you, go find our show. Yep, and we'll be back next week. We'll see you guys. I guess we never came up with a sign-off for the show. <laughs> no, not really. We just kind of make it up every time. Uh, Zava. Uh, <laughs> Zava. I was going to say, what's the films to be buried with sign-off? I don't even know. Um, he says, uh, he does this whole spiel, and then I love it because uh, he ends with the quote from... Uh, uh, Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. Be excellent to each other. Yes. Be excellent. Which is such a great thing, but it's like such a bizarre movie to use as your like signpost. <laughs> like also be true. excellent to each other. Also true. <laughs> and go go listen to films to be buried with. Adam Scott, latest episode. Good stuff. And it's only an hour long, unlike us who ran for two hours. So sorry. <laughs> if he Not... made it this far <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see you guys next week